Okay, so we have one last speaker uh, to tell you a story, and this is Daniel from uh, representing Cancer Research UK. So over to you, Daniel. I look at brains with MRI scanners. Most of the time I scan my own brain or the brains of my friends and my co-workers. I've been scanned hundreds of times. I don't even remember the first time I saw a picture of my own brain. I look at the same brains over and over again. I've seen some of them so many times that I can recognize people from their brains alone. They're all unique. Although we use tools, and so we're only interested in the brains, and we remove the parts of the image that are non-brain. We strip away the skin, the skull, the eyeballs. We use some software called the Brain Extraction Tool. And every brain is slightly unique. They're as unique as the people who own them. A little asymmetric, a little wiggle here or there. An asymmetric lobe, a large artery or vein that make them quite distinctive, just as distinctive as their owners. And it comes that I can recognise people just from their brains. When new people join the lab, they always sign up for the rota to volunteer to be scanned. The first time you scan someone, there's always that slightly tense moment. There's always that small chance that you might find something. Fortunately, I've never found anything, nothing of interest in any of my friends or co-workers. Most of them are quite young, and so it's fairly unlikely. But just in case, we have a procedure. You are not to show people scans of their own brains. In fact, we're not allowed to. It, that way, we don't have the situation where we promise to show someone their brain. And then as they come out of the scanner, you look at them with a nervous voice and sort of go, no, 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 you can't look. Because that would be bad. And so you just say nothing to them, thank them for their time, and then you contact the senior radiographer and let them know that you have an incidental finding. So after a 12-year streak of good luck, where I was extraordinarily lucky and had never found it incidental, or perhaps it was my friends and co-workers who were extraordinarily lucky, but the luck ran out, and I had one. It was a young volunteer, someone I didn't know, and they were in their early 20s, and when their first scan appeared on the monitor, there was something there. Odd. I asked my co-worker to have a look at it. There's probably nothing, he said. They probably just moved during the scan. We'll just keep looking. We keep scanning. And the second images appear. And there's still something there. And it's right in the middle of a really important white matter network. The bits that connect your motor cortex to your spinal cord. And every scan can see it there and it looks like it's it's looking back at us ominously threateningly 
We're just physicists. We don't really know what we're looking at. We're not neurosurgeons. It might be nothing. Everyone's probably got one of those. We complete the scan. The volunteer leaves the scanner. We thank them. We smile. We wave. We thank them again. We laugh a little too loud at a joke that wasn't very funny. At the moment they're out of the room, we send the email to the radio audience. Such a short email, hardly any words at all, just incidental finding. From that point on, we have no idea what happens next. We're scientists, we're not part of the process. The radiologist will send it on to the neurologist. The neurologist will decide if it's a problem and will contact the person in their GP. And we never know what happens. We have to just carry on. About six months later, life goes on, science goes on. I'm still scanning brains. And I go to a talk that was being given by one of the senior neurologists. And he's talking about how we handle incidental findings. Are we doing it right? Are we doing more harm than good? Should we change our procedures? Most of it was just waffle. There was no real content, just a discussion. But he has some examples. He's showing slides. Take this one, for example, he says. An image appears, stripped of all identification, no names, no dates, no locations, no brain. Well, no, there's a brain. There's no skull, there's no skin. And it shows a lesion. This, for example, a completely benign lesion. No trouble whatsoever, required no intervention. Would the subject perhaps have been better off not knowing about this? Could they have just been upset over nothing? And I stand there and I look at the image, stripped of all identification, stripped of skull, of skin, of name. Totally unidentifiable by anybody. Anybody normal, that is. And I smile.